TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. About 24 hours after getting hosed by the officials in OKC, the Blazers got up off the mat. And put together one heck of a bounce-back performance, picking up their 13th win of the year in overtime last night against the Houston Rockets, 137-131. I think it was more than just Anthony Simons who went off in the third quarter. Jeremy Grant with an incredible shot that, (laughs) hey. An emotionless banked-in three. At the Houston Rockets against the Portland Trail Blazers at the buzzer of regulation, they have some PTSD going on. Well, right. I mean, it's not good. Like They've had the Blazers' number overall, but uh, let's make no mistake, the Blazers have ripped their hearts out (laughs) at the buzzer a few times, Dane. But it was Jeremy Grant last night who uh, banked in his three and sent the game into OT, and the Rockets quit. It's something completely off script, too. I feel like the the larger story here that we're we're seeing over the last two games Mm -hmm. is answering one of the biggest questions that Blazer fans had about Chauncey Billups. And that is, are these guys going to continue to play hard Mm -hmm. for Chauncey? Because that's a legitimate question that has reared its head over the last handful of weeks, which have been the doldrums of the season, right? Yeah. You get your butt absolutely handed to you the last time you played the Thunder, and they put in, I still think, that loss to OKC was one of the best efforts they've had all season long. Yeah, no, they they were competitive the entire game. They got down a little bit. They fought and they clawed. That fourth quarter was with up, up until that that absolute screw job by that absolute moron official um, was one of the most competitive we've seen from this team all year long. There was what was that? Was it thirteen lead changes in the fourth quarter? If I remember right, it was insane. The back and forth. It felt playoffy. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I haven't felt this all season. The the lead up to that game. Playing like crap, the struggling. Mm-hmm. A big part of it was Ant sucked. Ant sucked for two and a half weeks. So much of that was number one. Ant was had the same thing I did. He had an upper respiratory infection. He was sick. Like he was battling it, and he was playing in games he should not have played in. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he was absolutely dying out there. He probably shouldn't have played. That's not an excuse. Like he he knows that. You know it. It is what it is. But the other part of this is is that Scoot Henderson being back in the starting lineup was just janky. Shaden being injured, <laughs> he's just not ready for it yet. Yeah. And that change has been huge for them. Mm-hmm. Number one, for Scoot to be comfortable again. In the last couple of games, he's actually been really solid. You've gotten really good minutes out of him. He's starting to figure some stuff out again. His confidence is coming back again. But it also makes the starting unit, and this is going to sound terrible, they don't have to play from behind with no, Scoot out there early on. Well, absolutely, because you have to defend the full floor. <laughs> and yeah, that's the big thing. Is like you do with Ant and Scoot out there. Ant has to go five on four. Mm-hmm. 
And that's was just a problem. Like you can do that in the in the in the second and third quarters, where you can kind of stagger some things against some bench units and stuff like that and get away with it. Against starting units, it's just it's too much to overcome. Yeah. And they made that change, and that has started to push the the boulder back up the Sisyphean boulder back up a hill, so to speak, for this season. But you're also seeing them get through the ugliness of this season. None of these guys are, are, are unaware of what this year is. Absolutely. And you're human if in the middle of January, when you know the trade deadline's coming, you're sick, you're beat up, you're on a brutal road trip, it's another, oh, here we go, yeah. situation, for it to come down and punch you in the teeth a little bit. We talked about that a lot, just based, like, it was the doldrums of the season. Mm-hmm. Every sport has it. Yep. Every single sport. In the NFL, it is that late October to November stretch, and then you start ramping up the playoffs in that final month of the season. In baseball, it's the dog days of summer that mm-hmm. we always talk about pre-All-Star break. And then in the NBA, this is it. And they're in the middle of it. And when you're yep. not competitive, you don't have a lot to play for, and you know your roster is not built to win. Mm-hmm you get some clunkers, but there were some inexcusable losses in there. And that's where the legitimate questions of, hey, can Chauncey get them up off the mat and get them competing again? Because that was something that you could say the Blazers were up against it talent-wise. They were up against it injury-wise. And they had a a tough schedule. I mean, they've had two two two-week trips. Yeah, and they have another one coming up in March. It's actually the longest. It's a 15-day trip. But it, it was always they would compete. They weren't competing. Like they, they yeah. were, they no, were not. No, no, in no. A, I, I think something that we've seen over the last week, whether it was the the Brooklyn win that kind of spurred a little bit of action, the win over Indiana, mm-hmm. when Pascal Siakam's first game uh, as a Pacer, and then that Oklahoma City game followed by the the, the Laker game was. Well, goodness gracious. The Laker but, one was, I think, more about the Lakers and less about the Blazers because the Lakers had lost to the Nets the game before, and they knew they knew that if we don't, if we lose to the Nets and the Blazers back to back. I mean, they're in trouble anyways, but that that would have been, oh, no. But this is back-to-back games now where we've seen they've gotten, and there is every reason in the world for them to be like, oh. On a back-to-back at the screw job, oh, God, yeah. And then roll over again. I thought it was good to see that team get up and really put together another, was it as clean as the Oklahoma City game that they lost? No, they got down 13, but they got back into it. And uh, you know what we haven't mentioned here? DeAndre. Yeah, DeAndre was really good last night. Well, it's because I knew that he was going to be good last night when Chandler Parsons opened up his mouth and dropped an f bomb on FanDuel TV, saying he's not a, a max contract player. I was like, well, anytime Chandler Parsons says something, it, it, something good will happen to the Blazers. <laughs> so DeAndre Ayton came back and he played really well. Yeah, it's not it's not a coincidence that the Blazers are getting better when Anthony Simons is getting healthy and DeAndre Ayton is back on the floor again. You can say what we want about Da. And I have been disappointed with him, to say the least, this year. But even a like moderately functional DeAndre Ayton on the defensive end is such a drastic upgrade over any other option that they have. Like even even a halfway engaged DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. because of his size and his athleticism, his ability to cover and switch and just be an impediment changes everything for them on that end. And when he's actually engaged, which he was last night, incredibly active on the offensive glass. How he missed that lob from Ant bouncing it off the back of the rim, I don't know. But he found his touch again. He found his mm-hmm. legs. He he was converting the opportunities he should convert. Was mostly careful with the ball. There wasn't a ton of careless turnovers. Ant had the 
two to him in the fourth quarter, a little sketchy. Well, the putback in the overtime, I don't think that like that can't be understated. That we, they had a miss and mm-hmm. he had that putback, and that was like okay, there that's goes what, any yep, life. That's for the what Rockets. opened up the game that, that six point lead back. Yeah, no, it was. And if look, I don't need eighteen and eighteen from or eighteen and seventeen from DA. What did he, what did he actually finish with? I think it was seventeen and eighteen, right? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, they. I think they took. Yeah, they took one board away when I when I looked last night. Um, I don't need eighteen and seventeen every night, but eighteen and twelve should be what he averages on the season. Like yeah, that, that should be the expectation. Um, you know, maybe that number goes down a little bit on the on the glass because of Jabari Walker just seemingly gobbling everything in sight up. But you should feel DeAndre Ayton's impact like you felt him last night. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Isn't it a, uh, isn't it concerning? Uh, is it? Is it isn't it concerning though that this is like more of his team than what he's ever had before, and it's still not the effort that was expected? Yes and no, because and this is where I, I hold maybe I shouldn't, but this is where I hold that little bit of hope for them with him. The first six weeks of the season, which were an S show after Ant went down and Scoot was nowhere near ready, and the team mm. had to completely change everything. Everything that he came with baggage wise coming out of Phoenix, he had every right in the world to turtle up and do nothing. And he good soldiered and he played his butt off Mm -hmm. those first six weeks. And I went, you know what? Maybe he will figure this out. And I think it wore on him and he had some off the court stuff, which (laughs) for those that just Google, you'll figure it out. um, That I think derailed him personally for a couple weeks there. Mm -hmm. Went full basket of cats and it, Sent him sideways, and then his knee, the tendonitis. Like, I saw his knee. His knee was the size of a freaking cantaloupe, man. He was fighting it. So I, I think you saw, like, the the full derailment for about three weeks. Right. And then the injury, which kept him out another three weeks, and it took him a couple games to get back. I think if you can get the guy that you had effort-wise from the beginning of the season, which I think he's willing to do and, and not, like, but capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And I think as you start, as we start to kind of round the cornerback, and everybody starts getting healthy, and there's a semblance of a pecking order, right? That they can get back there. But yeah, yeah, it worries me. It does, because my God, the talent is like he wasn't a hundred percent last night. He wasn't like that wasn't his best effort. There were mm-hmm. times where I'm like, man, get back. But it, even his best effort got you eighteen, seventeen, three, and two. Like that's a, and I think that is where the frustration. <laughs> that's the further frustration. It's, that's it's, where the frustration. It's even lies. more frustration than you got with Nurk. Yeah. Because talent for talent, Aiton's more talented. Sure, there's there's just there's just no argument there. So, can they figure that out? That might be more important than Scoot showing a little bit more development going forward the rest of this year. Right. Then can they get DeAndre Aiton to be eighty five percent of what he can be? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.